Welcome to The Outpouring with Executive Pastor Bob Oliver of the New Covenant Church of Philadelphia. There is something required of us as we go into the new year. All our life, he has been faithful. We celebrated 40 years uh, in a magnificent way, didn't we? Of New Covenant, all month, all of November. You can clap your hands for 40 years. It's a great victory. And what God shared with us, I'm just gonna go through in a very Bible study type way because I want you to hear this and, and be able to take some of the notes. But what we really wanna talk about is how we can begin as pastor has been sharing with us and as all the speakers, because we went back and listened to every speaker's message from November and saw the thread that was being weaved for how God is instructing us, New Covenant, to move into this next phase, right? Out of 22 and into 23, we saw the thread and the message is so, so super clear. And so we just really wanna add an exclamation point to that as we transition uh, out of this out of this year and into the next. So we wanna talk about how are we gonna journey to the great high place. Yes. How are we gonna to journey to the great high place as we position ourselves to be consecrated for the community? What is it that God is requiring of you for you to be consecrated for the community? Why do we even need to be consecrated for the community? Because as we fulfill the great commission, which is what Jesus intended for us to do, that was why he did everything he did. There, is, there are miracles inside of you that need to come out in this new year. Yeah. Miracles for you, miracles for your family, miracles for your community, miracles in your workplace. Because as kingdom citizens, everywhere you go, you are establishing the kingdom of God in heaven as it, in, in heaven as it is on earth. That happens through you. Do we understand that? That happens through me. That happens through the children that we see up here as they go into the schools. Literal stars, literal light yes. going into dark places. Yes, yes, that's good, Nene. And so as we position ourselves to be lighthouses in 2023, this is the word that God shared with us in 2 Chronicles 15. <laughs> Second Chronicles 15, I just wanna say a couple things about the book in general. Second Chronicles is known as the accounts of the days, the accounts of the days. That's what we did in November as we remembered the beginning and the middle and, the, and what is to come, right, for New Covenant. It was an account of the days. We saw how it began. We saw what happened as it went, as it went along and where we are now and the foreshadowing of what we have to do. But the interesting thing about Chronicles, First and Second Chronicles, is that it's not just an account of political or moral account. It's a literal account of their religious state, mm -hmm. the state that they were in spiritually. Yes. And it's presented from a priest's perspective. So in your notes, you want to write down 1 Peter 2.15. We're not going to go there, but why is it important that it's written from a priest's perspective as validated by 1 Peter 2.15? Because we are what kind of priesthood? royal priesthood, a holy nation, 
okay? And so the fact that this is presented from a priest's perspective and that we've been exhorted over the past several weeks to position ourselves, to consecrate ourselves, to be sanctified and set apart and consecrated for the cause, and we're talking about the specific cause for the community. Why? Because we will be climate changers as we do that. So Second Chronicles um, is also an important note is that it only stresses goodness. All the accounts stress the goodness of God. And we heard that sung today. We'll sing of the goodness of God. We'll sing of the goodness of God. This is a book that talks about three major things. It's a calling for the remnant. It's a calling for us to remember some key things about God. And, it's a, and because they were obedient, the remnant was obedient in their remembering, what else happened is that there was a reformation in the land. So there's a remnant who remembers, which ushers in a reformation, which brings the land and the people to a place of peace that lasted for 20 years after a whole bunch of warfare. Anybody need some peace for 20 years? After a, I saw some hands just start to fly over here. And everybody in the middle, they seem to be all right. They don't have no war. Anybody over here need some peace? After a long phase of warfare, you just need some peace in your life. Yes. And one of the things that you'll find when we when give you this, you're going to get strategies for your warfare. That's right. Because sometimes you can be fighting and you say, God, I, I just need something else to deal with this fight that is against me. So you're going to find in this text the insight in the revelation to give you a strategy to wage an effective warfare. Amen? Amen. So 2 Chronicles 15.1, we're just going to read through it together. Asa here is leading the people to covenant with God and to abolish all idolatry. How much idolatry? All of it. Mm. All means all. And that's a hard word. Because sometimes you don't even know what you've made an idol in your life. Any, any testimonies in the, in the room where God will show you, wait a minute, that's an idol in your life. And you didn't even realize it. Why? Because the enemy can be subtle. So it's not always those major things that you think will pop out to you, but sometimes it's something subtle. And that's why the sanctification and the consecration is mandatory. Mm -hmm. Because when you get into a place with God, yes. you can hear in a way a with a sensitivity and with a discernment that you might not even have understood. He might tell you your child is an idol. Mm. Say it again. And you thought you were just being a good parent, but he said, no, wait a minute, I want you to look at this a little more closely. The way you're parenting in this area is idolatrous. He may tell you that the way that you engage in certain friendships is idolatry. What you thought was being helpful is actually codependence, and I want you to cut that off. He may tell you that the way that you're eating at certain times I want you to stop that because it's doing something to your mind and body and I want you to exercise another level of discipline in this area so I can use you in ways that I haven't been able to. Mm. 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 So there are some things he's going to require of you and some people will say, yes, Lord, yes. Yeah. From the bottom of my heart to the depths of my soul, completely yes. And some people 
or not. But that's why it's a remnant. A remnant means everybody ain't coming new covenant. But if you decide to discipline yourself to the degree where he can trust you with the anointing for miracles, then you will be qualified. I said, if you discipline, the Holy Spirit said, if you discipline, if you decide to discipline yourself, hallelujah, to the degree that he is requiring, then you will qualify yourself for the next level. And the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Oded, and he went out to meet Asa and said unto him, Hear ye me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is, <coughs> excuse me, the Lord is with you while you be with him. And if you seek him, he will be found of you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. I'm going to read it again. Actually, I'm going to ask you to read it, honey. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> and the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Oded, and he went out to meet Asa and said unto him, Hear me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin, and the Lord, the Lord is with you while you be with him. And if you seek him, if you pursue him, he will be found of you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. And so important to note, Azariah is not a major prophet. Okay? In this new season, there are words that are going to come from people whose names you have not known. Yeah, 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 yeah. Please hear me by the spirit of the living God. I pray that those with the ear will hear. People who are going to be doing miracles are going to be people who you've never heard. You've never seen them before. They don't look the way you've been told for years by the religious spirit that they should look. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to be careful because the Bible that I read says that there was a time when a donkey spoke to a prophet. And had he been thinking that, a pro, that a, a, an ass would speak to him? No, but he received the word. So we have to ask God to give us eyes to see people and situations as he sees us. At the prayer station this week down 15th and Market, a, a homeless man with a cart filled with what he told me was all God said he needed. Preach more to me in that hour than I did to the people I could get to in that hour. But I had an ear to hear him, to hear what the Lord was saying through him. And so Azariah wasn't popular, but the word that he gave to Asa, who had just come out of victory over the Ethiopians, he was courageous enough to bring a word to the man of God that did what for the man of God? Because the man of God had a, a the king had a willingness to hear him. The Bible said that Asa's heart was perfect before God. 
he heard this, this prophet who was not famous, he was not popular, he wasn't flashy, but the, because he obeyed what he said to him, healing came, reformation came to all the land, okay? And peace came for 20 years. It says not long, not for, verse three, not for a long season, Israel had been without the true God and without a teaching priest and without law. So there were no teachers. Acts 8.31, for those of you that are taking notes, that's when the Ethiopian eunuch, Peter came to him, Philip came to him, and he was saying, do you know what you're reading? And he said, how can I know without a teacher? So we're in trouble when we don't have a teacher. I know you have something there. <laughs> we're in trouble when we don't have a teacher. And so what, are, what is God saying to us? God is saying, I want you to up your level of listening. How can you hear without a teacher? What does that mean in very practical terms? It means make an extra effort to get the Bible study. It means make an extra effort. We have something that a lot of us never had before. We have YouTube. We have Facebook. It means make an extra effort to go listen to the messages and see what God is saying and study it between Sunday and Tuesday and then between Tuesday and Sunday because something's going to begin to happen for your life. It's a discipline that'll begin to change you and prepare you for the people. Not the people in here yeah. who are doing the same thing as you, but for the people who are out there. For the people that Pastor talked about the other day who need to come as they are. Yeah. For the people that don't know the traditions. They don't know the, the, the Christian speak, the Christian ease. They don't know it. Yeah. And let me say this. It's not just the homeless man who I was talking to. It's the other people who I was yelling out to and stepping in front of as they rushed to their trains. Do you need prayer? It's the lawyer with the trench coat who said, yes, I need prayer too. And I said, well, come on back. What's your name? And he said, I'm Joe. And he opened up his hands and bowed his head. And I began to pray for him in a train station. So it's for the least and the greatest. Don't be afraid. This Jesus that's inside of you is not just for the homeless man. It's not just for the drug addict. Yes, they need Jesus, but there's some people who are in seemingly high places who are dying and their families are dying because people look at them and they think that they have everything because they're not looking through the eyes of Jesus. But when you look through the eyes of Jesus and when you pray, Lord, let me see as you see, then you will see that in that mansion, they don't have everything. We just saw a man and Pastor Bob sent the robo call out. Yeah. We're twisting. God bless his family and his children took his life. And people said, what could have been wrong with him when you seemingly had everything? We measure success by the wrong things. That's right. That's right. My husband preached years ago, and we'll never forget it. How much is a bag of peace? How much, is needed a bag peace. Of, how much is a bag of peace worth? He needed the Prince of Peace. Yes. And it could have been somebody on a movie set, right, Hans? Who saw be, beyond that. Yeah, yeah. It could have been somebody yeah. who was a kingdom citizen in his midst, who was disillusioned by the grandeur they thought they saw. Somebody, some Christian among them who missed it. I don't know. I'm just saying don't let it be us. 
And what Janine and what Janine is is talking about is when you upgrade your discernment and you upgrade your level of sensitivity wherever you go there he goes what am i saying wherever you go there goes the presence of god yes i was in a the doctor's office yes and the doctor's assistant had me hooked up. They said, hey, we just want to do a normal checkup, EKG. And the assistant said to me, I don't want to be here anymore. I said, we, you don't want to be at work? She said, no. I don't want to live anymore. She didn't know who I was. This is the first time I saw her. She said, I don't know why I'm sharing this with you. And I got quiet because I only had about 10 seconds to respond. I got quiet. I quieted myself. And the Spirit of God said, tell her this. May you only be overwhelmed by his peace. And may you not be overwhelmed by yourself. She looked at me and laughed and said, I needed that. I'm always preaching to others, but this is the first time somebody had something for me. Wherever you are, you bring him. Wherever you are, doctor's office, 7-Eleven, Wawa, wherever you are, you bring him. And when you pause and look, you can see what he sees. That's right. What do I mean? You can see the treasure within people. Now, just because you are a treasure doesn't mean you don't have challenges. Mm -hmm. But the Holy Spirit can and will move upon you to speak to it. Amen. Amen. So we're going to keep walking through here. Verse 4, 2 Chronicles 15. But when the Lord, but, but, when, but when they in their trouble, remember, he said, draw nigh to me and I'll draw nigh to you. In verse 4, he said, but when they in their trouble did turn unto the Lord God of Israel and sought him, he was what? He was found of them. So there's never a time when you're going to seek God and he won't let you be found of him. This is not like hide and seek when we were little. He's not gonna just not wanna be found of you. Yeah. And in those times, there was no peace to him that went out, nor to him that came in, but great vexa vexations were upon all the inhabitants of the countries, right? So remember, what, we decide, what you decide to do individually and then for your family, impacts the community, impacts the state, impacts the nation. So when I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking to a nation of people. I know as Americans, we're very individualistic. We think that everything we do just has to do with us and ours. And it does, but as the people of God, as citizens of the kingdom, you have to begin to have a national perspective about the fact that what we do as a nation, what we do as New Covenant impacts Philadelphia and beyond. That's the vision. That was the mission. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. 
And in those times, there was no peace to him that went out, nor to him that came in, but great vexations were upon all the inhabitants of the countries. Verse six, and nation was destroyed of nation and city of city, for God did vex them with all adversity. But here's the word continuing. Verse seven, be ye strong therefore, and let not your hands be weak. Why? For your work shall be rewarded. This is the message of the unpopular prophet to the king Asa. And when Asa heard those words, you got to hear a word. You got to put yourself in position to hear a word. When he heard those words and the prophecy of Oded, the prophet, that was Azariah's uh, father, Azariah's father, he took courage and put away the abominable idols out of the land of Judah and Benjamin and out of the cities which he had taken from Mount Ephraim and renewed, say renewed. He renewed the altar of the Lord that was before the porch of the Lord. You want to say something about the renewal of the altars? That's where pastors have been leading us. And he gathered all Judah. Judah stands for what? Praise. He gathered all Judah and Benjamin and the strangers with them out of Ephraim and Manasseh and out of Simeon, for they fell to him out of Israel in abundance. What is he saying? When the, when the altars were restored, when they were renewed, people were coming from Israel from all over yes, the place. Yes. That's what's going to happen yes. as we sanctify yeah. ourselves, yes. as we consecrate yeah, ourselves, yes. as we renew. renew the altars, as we see ourselves as people with light wherever we go. What's going to happen? People are going to rush in. The yes. balconies will be filled. Yes. The bottom of this church will be filled. There won't be enough room, not because we did some marketing, um, marketing campaign. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't need gimmicks to yeah. get people into the house of God. Yeah. What did they do? They did the simple thing the that the prophet said to do. They renewed the altars. Renewed the altars. And when they you, sanctified themselves. And when you renew the altar, it's an upgrade because the altars can go cold. That's right. The That's altar right. can go cold yes. through prayerlessness. And so one strategy for renewing the altar is the upgrade of your prayer life. Yes. Your cousins, your community, West Philadelphia, North Philadelphia, South Philadelphia is connected to the altar. Which is connected to your prayer life. It is, which is connected to your prayer life. So we cannot impact those regions of the city without prayer. There's certain things that you, we are wrestling with, and Janine will show you in the spirit about the grandmother. There are certain things that we're wrestling with that it's not flesh and blood. And so when you come to the altar, you'll realize that the thing that could twist our children, the thing that could pervert our children is not flesh and blood. What DJ Twitch was dealing with was not flesh and blood. That's why you got to come to. He said, renew the altars, Re renew the place of sacrifice. Yes. Look at the place of sacrifice. Start to ask God, what are you asking me? What are you asking me and my wife to do? What are you asking our household to do together? No, 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 together. What are you asking us uh, as a church community to do together? 
he might call you in certain people are in certain gates. So if you're in an educational gate, he might call you to say, I want you to gather certain people together for prayer because there's an altar there that needs to be renewed. And the Holy Spirit said, you, we have to get fire on these altars. That's why they were lighting up the sacrifices because there needed to be fire on the altar. So here we see the, the altar wasn't even renewed, but once the altar is renewed, you got to get fire on the altar. That's why I'm glad we're praying for Pastor Hyacinth and community on Tuesday. We're, I'm supposed to be on vacation, but I'll be here. I'm coming off that vacation. I'll go back there when, it's, when the prayer is over. Why? Because we got to get fire on the altar. Fire. Fire. Fire on the altar. Yeah. Yeah. And what will the fire do? The fire will burn up your habits. That's good. The fire will burn up that flesh. Yes. The fire will That's start it. to burn up that anger. Yes, the yes, yes. The will unforgiveness. Start to deal with that unforgiveness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fire. The fire will make you say, I dare not go back to that lifestyle. Because the fire, that thing burned up in the fire. All of that stuff, throw it in the fire. I want you to make a move now. Throw it in the fire. Yeah, yeah. You got to throw that stuff in the fire so it can burn up unforgiveness, adultery, all of that stuff. Burn it up. Alcoholism, womanizing, all of that stuff. Anger, murder, throw it in Fire, the fire. Fire. Woo! Fire. Thank you, Jesus. Fire. Mm. That's why you gotta come to fire. Thank you, Jesus. Fire. 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 And verse mm. 9 confirms it. They fell to him out of Israel in abundance. So all the people, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. When they saw what? When they saw that the Lord God was with him. When people see that God is with you, they will follow you. Mm. They'll follow you. They'll follow you. Mm. Verse 11 says, so they gathered themselves, how? Together at Jerusalem in the third month, in the yeah. 15th year of the reign of Asa. And they offered unto the Lord the same time of the spoil which they had brought. 700 oxen and 7,000 sheep. So they're, they're getting ready to give this of the spoils because they just came out of a victorious place. And so the king was so wise that he was even willing to listen to this prophet who's pretty much unknown coming out of a high place. He was on a high, but his heart was still humble enough to hear the word of the Lord. Verse 12 says, and they entered into a covenant to seek the Lord God of their fathers with all their heart and with all their soul. That whosoever would not seek the Lord God of Israel will be put to death. Whether you had a title or whether you didn't. Whether you were seen as great or whether you were seen as small. If you did not seek the Lord, you were going to be put to death whether you were a man or whether you were a woman. So this is equal opportunity obedience here. Equal opportunity obedience. You get your chance to be obedient, you know, or you get your chance to take part in the consequence equally. Verse 14, and they swear unto the Lord with a what kind of voice? And with 
shouting. Y'all even say loud voice and shouting in a quiet voice. Let's try again. Verse 14. And they swear unto the Lord God with a, a loud voice. And with, and with, and with, they were noisy. <laughs> Woo. Now there's a time to be quiet. Mm -hmm. But there's a time when you got to make some noise to get this stuff off of yeah, you. Yeah. I said there's a time when you got to make some noise, Mom Barlow, yeah. to get this stuff off of you. Yeah. You got to come out of yourself to be cancer. Yeah, to be cancer. You got to come out of yourself yeah. to handle this murderous spirit yeah. that's trying to run through Philadelphia. Yeah. That's not something you're going to address with a quiet voice and win. Mm -mm. Teach. They were noisy on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. God told them to make noise for this right here. Yeah. Mm. So some of us are going to have to come out of ourselves yeah. if we want to really see the glory my, of God. My, 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 I my. would ask you, with, with, with pastor's permission, don't wear something too comfortable on Tuesday night when we're praying for the life of our pastor. Yeah, wear your sketches. You need to wear something that you don't mind if you break your shoes you don't mind if you lose a shoe yeah you don't mind if you if your earrings fly off you don't mind if it gets dirty or torn you yeah. need to wear something you might need to run yeah wear your sweatsuit put on your running shoes yeah because this next level of deliverance yeah. is messy y'all yeah my, my, it's my, not my. pretty. It's not neat. Yeah, it's not Think neat. about the things you're going through. Think about the lot, the people just in your own family. I read the prayer list that was sent out to us this week. Oh my it's God. Not it's not neat. This is not a neat, pretty deliverance experience that we're going to have here. That you can control. Yeah. And we won't be in control of it. Yeah. It's not by power. Not by. It's not by might. Yeah. It's by his spirit. And I know it won't be a lot of people who understand, but that's why I started out telling you that. Who was this for? The remnant. The remnant. The remnant. Made a time come where the people of God mm. don't care about the fanfare. Yeah. They don't want to be. In this age of social media, yeah. it's so easy to just get caught up in how we look and how we sound and how many airbrushed. likes and how many followers and everybody's airbrushed. And oh my God, could you even drop a tear for God after your face was beat to the gods like that? <laughs> well, my face was tore up just watching the children, so I could care less how I look up here. Mm. Mm. Because I know, I know from experience. Mm. I know from experience, God even showed me myself as a 16-year-old girl in my room praying for people I didn't even know sometimes. Going places to witness to people just by the obedience of God as a teenager and having people, sometimes people who were in the spirit and sometimes people who were possessed straight from hell tell me I was waiting for you. I've had it happen. This is not about how you look, guys. This is about saving somebody's life because you were obedient enough to hear from him and do what he said do. I don't know how else to explain it to you, but if you haven't had an experience with God, and I think sometimes that's why we're so cold as Christians, 
because we lack an experience with him. There's no way you can sit in the presence of God and not a tear falls and you don't lift your hand and you don't say thank you Jesus. How? I don't understand it. And I'm not being I'm not being condemning. I'm really asking what has happened that you're not moved in the presence of the living God. What happened to us that caused your tears to dry up? What happened to you that made you stop reading your word and believing that what it said was true? Did you get tired? Did you get hurt? Was it that person you lost and you just never recovered from the grief? What happened? I'm not asking what's wrong with you because that's what you've been asking yourself. And that's the wrong question. But what happened? Because when you find out what happened, you can get into a place to fix it. Why am I saying this? I hear the Holy Ghost so clear. He said, I have need of you. I'm not angry with you. Come back to me. I have need of you. I'm not angry with you. Come back to me. And if it's you because you've just never experienced God in that way, then you need to find somebody who you know can help usher you into that place because your life literally depends on it. And the life of the people who are waiting for you depends on you having that experience with God. They swear to the Lord with a loud voice. Yes, please. Yeah, this. As he you, pulls you into a place of intimacy yeah. with him, he sifts you. Yeah. And part of that sifting is he finds out what you're after. And when you experience the overwhelming presence of him, you come out of that place not wanting what you originally wanted. That's good. Yes. Yes. You can do the work after you come out of that place because you can say in the bottom of your heart, I want nothing from you, from you, from you. Yeah. I want nothing but approval from him. Yes. You can't pay me enough. You can't position me enough. You can't airbrush me enough. I want nothing Thank you, Lord. but what I experience with my father. Yes. That's, That's it. why... That's it. God told 
Moses, a great conversation. He said, God, I want to see your face. He said, uh-uh, no one can see my face and live. He said, but I will honor your request. There's a place, talking about position. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Behind me. There's a place behind me. Hey, <laughs> Shabbat. He says, so stand over there by that rock. And when I pass you by, God, you go and see my hinder parts, the backside of God. Yeah. The glory, the glory of, God. of God. The glory. Thank you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And when you come out of that place, as often Moses did, and when you come off the mountain, yeah. your presence or his presence will be on you. Yes. His glory. And when you go into the marketplace, yes. marketplace meaning Wall Street, downtown, SEPTA, schools, wherever that might be, yes. you are conscious yeah. of him. And you said silver and gold have I none. Such as I have. But such that I do have. God. Such because you have him. You you have him. He's he he's he's on you now. He, the, the Spirit of God is up on you, upon you. He's on you. Yeah. And so when you engage with people, now they're attracted to his glory. To his glory. Not what Pastor Bob has, but they're attracted to his glory. Yeah. That's why he's trying to move us to a different. Yeah. space. Does that make sense? It does. Let's just finish yes. it. And so verse 15, and all Judah rejoiced at yes. the oath for they had sworn with all their heart and yes. sought him with yes. their whole desire and he was found of them mm. and the Lord gave them rest. Stop right there. Stop right there. The Lord dealt with their anxiety. Yes. I'm, I'm going to say this again. The Lord, Pastor Bob, dealt with Kim. Listen to me. John, listen to me. The Lord dealt with their anxiety. He calmed them down. That's when he gave them rest. He said, hold up. This is already done. After, after all the noise, after all the shouting, yes. after the trumpets, after the praise party, they weren't as anxious. Go figure. <laughs> he calmed them down. What, what am I saying here? He's trying to get us to a space, Janine, where he settles, uh, settles us into what he already decided about our lives. Well, when did he decide that? Before you were in your mother's womb. He decided. He made an executive decision yeah. without your input in terms of who you would be. He decided. Now remember this. Don't forget this. It was his decision, Doc, but it's your discovery. I'll say this to you again. It was his decision, but it's your discovery. 
In other words, he decided who you would be. But it's up to you to discover. That's why you got to seek. That's why you got to pursue. That's why you got to burn that stuff up in the altar. That's why you got to pray. That's why you got to upgrade your, uh, your discernment. That's why you got to read the word. That's why you got to read the word. And here it is. He reminds us to toward the end. <clears throat> Verse 16. And also concerning Makkah, the mother of Asa, the king. <clears throat> and for those of you that really study, I know that it says mother here, but in Hebrew it can be, it may be grandmother. It's more likely grandmother when you do a deep study. But the point is that this woman was queen and he removed her from being queen because she had made an idol in a grove, in a hidden place. And Asa cut down her idol and stamped it and burnt it in the brook Kidron. So when you look at the map, where their land is, the valley of Kidron is like right next to it, to the east of it. It runs alongside of it. It's some valleys, some dark places, some places where things are happening that shouldn't be happening. It's right alongside you. You're going to have to stay out of there. You're going to have to make a decision to stay out of there. And the people in your life whether they're positioned, whether it's your mama, your grandmama, your daddy, your child, your best friend, if they are building idols that you're not supposed to have anything to do with, you better remove them from your position. Get them far away from you. It says that he removed the queen, his grandmother. He removed her. Now, anybody in here who has a strong mother or grandmother, you know that wasn't an easy thing to do. But God. He said, God over all, God over all. And I can't let you grandmother sacrifice or ruin what these people have made a covenant and are, and are and keeping themselves pure and keeping themselves holy so that all of these people can come in and receive God. I can't let you mess that up. So he removed her. And to be specific, when you look at what she made in the grove, it was an idol of fertility. So it was, it was about sensuality and, and sexual pleasure. That you, we have to get ourselves clean from all of that. And it, you may not bodily be engaging in it, and maybe you are. This is not about condemnation. This is about bringing it to light so you can make a decision about what to do about it. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But we don't want to stay there and become, as the scripture called, reprobate. Because we won't be able to do what we need to do if we turn ourselves over to these things. So it's not just about the actual act. It's about that. But it's even about what you let into your eye gate and into your ears. It's about sanctifying yourselves and being separate. It's about cleaning up your house. Managing, 17. managing managing the content that you take in. Yes. Managing. Yes. The, listen, I'm going to say it to you again. It's about content management. That's good. You got to manage the content that you're taking in. And we got we to gotta make it plain, Pastor, because it's about what you're scroll, how long you're scrolling, what you're scrolling, what pops up a lot on your social media. That's what you've been watching because the crawlers are following you and determining what you like to see. We got to be smarter than all of this as the children of the living God. 
Verse 17, but the high places were not taken away out of Israel. Nevertheless, the heart of Asa was perfect all his days. And he brought into the house of God the things that his father had dedicated and that he himself had dedicated, silver and gold and vessels. And there was no more want, no more war. There, I'm sorry, let me start again, verse 19. And there was no more war unto the five and thirtieth year of the reign of Asa. Peace came because of their commitment to do what God required of them. It came to him personally because he wasn't too high and mighty even after a huge victory over the Ethiopians to hear the word of the Lord through the prophet. And then change came to his nation and to his household for all the generations to come. So I implore you who have heard, it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. <laughs> is, is, is Sylvia Heard here? Is Sylvia Heard? You, come on up. I, I wanted Sylvia Heard to come up because she made a decision to, we were talking about crowning your year with goodness, and she made a decision to do something, among others. She said, I'm going to do something. What she has done is so significant that it came to the attention of the marketplace. And I want Sylvia to, don't be nervous, this is your moment, and share your mission. Come on and share what it is that you're doing. I just have so much gratitude. I'm so thankful for the experience. Thank you, Lord, for the timing. It was a life-changing experience. I began to share it with my clients. I'm a hairstylist, and so I shared it with them. Listen, you got to do this. You have to find out what your mission is. You have to find out what your vision statement is. It changed my life. It took the veil off of my eyes about me, mm. about who God says I am. And I could only find that out by talking to God mm -hmm. and nurturing the relationship that I have with him and asking him, God, who do you see in me? Mm. And he began to open it up. He told me my passions. He told me what, what I value, the things that I would revisit over my life. And I had to write that down and make it plain and let it just sink in and be still in it and hear what he wanted to say. And so I had, um, I was encouraged by them to do some sort of community give back. And so I just started writing down pen to paper. What is it that I could do? And what I could do, I wanted it, my child, my son, who's 15 years old, I wanted him to benefit 
from it. So I uh, had a workshop in August for teenage boys in Mount Airy. It was about carpentry, electrical, and plumbing. And it was so great. 15 kids came out and they were enthused about learning how to handle these tools, how to build the wall, you know, <laughs> learning math skills. You know, it was so much that I saw and the Lord opened my eyes to see there's a great need. Mm -hmm. And so I revisited in September. We canceled September's workshop, but we're picking it back up from January to June while school is still in. Every month there will be a different facilitator. We have uh, culinary arts, how to establish credit. Um, what do we have? What do we have? We have, a, we have a few other facilitators. Real estate investing, um, just things that if they don't wanna go to college, you have options. And so, you know, God is doing something great. One thing that I do know is we have to speak life into our kids, speak life over them, that they'll know that they are great and that they can do something and that they are not all up to no good. And, and so you, we have to see that. And Sylvia, tell them what's happening during the first week of January because of what you started so to do. So for the first week, Fox 29 is going to come out and air it and see what's going on and, you know, um, you know, put it in front of everyone so that these kids can get out. I encourage the parents to motivate your kids because they are not used to coming out in social environments motivate them to do it anyway. They'll thank you later. We must get behind them, push them. If you don't wanna do it for yourself, do it for your friend. Because later, you'll thank me later. And so that's what I've been telling my son because they are not all used to getting out in social environments and doing things together. So I encourage them, bring friends with you and y'all can learn together. Pick up skill sets, even if this is not your choice of career. Just get out and do it anyway. And another thing, they have to learn to dream big. Dream outside of what you see. Dream outside of what you see. And that's what I encourage my son and you know other uh, kids in the community. Just go beyond what you see right now because you never know what you're gonna walk into. And I'm grateful for what God is yeah. doing. And Sylvia, Sylvia did this as a result of all the work that we were doing, the teachings that we were doing throughout the whole year of crowning your year yes. with the goodness of God. She came to the trainings, she invited all other people, she invited a number of other people, but we just wanted to give you an example of somebody that took the teaching, ran with it, and now she's gonna be on another platform exposing who he is yes. Fox News, and I told her, based on what she's doing, she qualifies for the anti-violence money. That's right. So all, so why? Because she has developed a strategy, a kingdom strategy for dealing with the marginalization of young people. Give her a round of applause. Come on, you can do better than that. Give her a round of applause. Let me, Amen.
and we just want to mention her. We know that time is is mm. it's gone, but we want to mention and celebrate uh, everybody. If we ask you all to just stand up, if you took place in the crowning your year with goodness trainings, you did anything towards uh, your mission, your vision. Uh, we may not know all the stories, but we do want to acknowledge you. So if you're here, Brother Howe, Sister Shalena wrote a book. The samples just went off, okay? Yeah, she went. Mom sample, both of them. Um, we congratulate you and we celebrate you for what you did. Uh, and so the word of the Lord has been clear, brother, brother, pastor, husband, Omar. I'm going to turn the mic over to you. Amen. Amen. Can we all stand to our feet? We just want to invite um, to people to accept the Lord as their savior. Amen for what God has done today. Come on. Hallelujah. Lord, we, we are in tremendous, a tremendous state of gratitude for the word, for how much you care us, care for us. And in your word, you say that we didn't choose you, you chose us. And so out there online on the streaming service and even in here, there may be persons who want to respond to the reality that God has already chosen you, but you merely need to respond. He sent his son in the person of Jesus Christ to forgive you for all of your sins, to completely cleanse you, to set you free, and to make you his son or his daughter. And not only did he do that, he intends to give you a crown while you are here so that you can live as a king in the earth. If you want to turn your life over to him, not your, just your heart, but if you want to turn your life over to him today, you want to make a decision to say, I want to accept Jesus Christ. I want to be completely forgiven and made anew. I would ask you just to raise your hand. For those of you that are online, you'll see, the, you'll see on the screen as to what you need to do. But if you are in this service today and you're saying, I want to make a decision to turn my entire life over to Jesus Christ, you can just slip your hand up in the air and the ushers will respond to you. God, we thank you. God, we bless you. God, we honor you for who you are. Thank you for this service today. In Jesus' name we pray. And somebody say amen and amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining us in service today. We pray that this ministry has been a blessing to you and your family. To give your gift of love and help keep this ministry on the air, visit nccop.church giving for all of the ways that you can donate to the ministry. Thank you so much for your generosity and God's blessings until we meet again.